On today's episode of The Glue Guys, we're going to talk about like how concerned really should you be right now, Brian? How concerned should you be as a Nets fan? Also, we'll talk about is Spencer Dinwiddie going to come back from his injury? Mm. Kevin Durant, going to play soon. And so much more mm. about your Brooklyn Nets. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys, NetsDaily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself behind that paywall, TheAthletic.com, slash Glue Guys. Brian. Michael. Has, have times ever been better for the Nets? Mm. Things are going so well. Yeah, it's a weird week, but people are a little bit too down. I'm going to go ahead and say the the, the vibe, the tone. <laughs> I'm down. Me? <laughs> I'm wearing black right now because I'm so down. I get it. I get it. I mean, everyone's being an edgy teen on social media about, you know. That is social media. Is <laughs> Did to you be an edgy teen? <laughs> I'm expecting you to have painted nails, sharpied nails, maybe. Like, you know. <laughs> the days. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever ever do the whole gambit of uh, making a tattoo out of ice and sugar? I didn't. I never did that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Is that possible? <laughs> it wasn't really a tattoo, but it, if I remember, it was mostly girls in high school. They you would pour sugar in a certain shape on your on your skin. If you put ice on it, it like oh, burns yeah, your skin. Burn. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty. My high school was pretty rough. Wow, that sounds we like were... a sounds like a wild <laughs> wild high school journey you had. Things were tough, man. Yeah, I get know? it. I hear it. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, oh, the stories, Brian. <laughs> I get that. I want to hear more, but. Um, I also you want do. to talk okay. about it. Well, um, so <laughs> freshman year. Yeah, start from okay. the beginning. Uh, I was five foot four, st- 240 pounds. Stop, stop this. Stop this now. Uh, we had a bad week, but people are a little bit. I mean, we my, had my, a bad my, week. My spicy take is that people are too, are overly butthurt and, wow. and ass pained. And we don't need to be yet. <laughs> we don't need to be. Well, I've seen, I've seen it get to ass pain. Why, why do you think uh, the pain in the ass's pain is too high? I will say that too our, intense. I mean, like for First of all, you know, there's been a, a, a talk about a pandemic. There's been an epidemic of injuries. <laughs> you talk, you, people are talking about it, uh, around the NBA. Uh, so weird season for that, Mike, um, weird, weird season going on here, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, our, our like timing of the whole situation, you know, how they have it, people have talked about like the timing of the things, you know, it's not so bad. And, uh, if we're doing it, the abundance of caution meme, I'm fine with that. Ultimately, I think, I think that that's okay. And, and that's really how I see all this stuff at the moment is we're doing abundance of caution memes. Um, does that not feel that way to you? You're, 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 you're drinking the Kool-Aid, um, and it's laced heavily your cup. I can tell you just got, yeah. yeah. I'm in one of those cults yeah. where uh, we're just drinking that Kool-Aid and we're just staring up at the moon. The one, the Jonestown cult. That's yeah. the big one. That's the one I'm in. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I am worried. I am officially worried. The Mike Smelts worry alarm has been has been hit. The glass has been broken. It's a pretty, pretty big alarm. Really? You know me. You're freaking out. Because I'm, I'm solid as a rock, baby. I, I'm just calm You're solid as, 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 as a Troy winter's Murphy's, lake. Um, chin. <laughs> 
That's for the YouTube audience. Again, join the YouTube crowd. Uh, Brian has a photo of Troy Murphy. You can enjoy. You can enjoy and that. It's with just us. his his fleshy sort chin of framed the lower his half professional of his. basketball yeah. player chin. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm worried. And the, the worry isn't that is this team ever going to get healthy? Not that worry. It's the worry of that they are injured to the point that it's going to be difficult for when the team gets to the playoffs that they're going to have to figure some shit out. They still have a lot of to figure out. And and I I have faith in Harden and Durant and Irving, the way they've played this year, even when they haven't been playing together. They've shared the ball well. They've fit into a team concept, you know, all of that stuff, everything that we keep hearing about them. But it's a lot to ask a team to win the NBA championship with this amount of uh, fluctuation in roster. Okay. And that's what this team is aiming for. It's championship or bust. Everyone's talked about it. Jeff Green when he was on the show. That's what he talked about. Kevin Durant has talked about. Kyrie Irving's talked about. James Harden's whole life is built around trying to win this championship. And it's a lot to ask, also a rookie head coach in Steve Nash, to pull this thing together. If these guys got it, you know, I want them to play basketball. I almost want to, uh, I was going to say a seven-game series in the opening round, but that would be terrifying. No, you don't want that. What are you talking about? I want I want five games. I want an easy first-round opponent, but I do want, like, I want a little, like, just a little extra practice time for our guys. Because the, you historically... It's pretty tough for a team who haven't played together at all to suddenly flip a switch and just be ready to roll the pups. I agree. You aren't worried. I am not. I mean. Uh, now are you worried? Did I, I mean, yeah. You? In the pre-production meeting, I decided to take the the opposite <laughs> angle. So this is going behind the scenes here. We had a long debate about which one of us was going to go pro and which one was going to go con. And I lost the the head, the, the coin toss on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm super upset too. Uh, <laughs> just be upset with me. It's yeah. a little scary. Well, we here's the be, thing. I, here's, here's the silver lining. It makes that all of the rounds that much more interesting. You know, at each and every like the first round. <laughs> no, because it's really a bad take. This is a good take because you're seeing the the big three basically like <laughs> debut in all of the playoff games. I mean, they've played what is it seven games together that they played? Is that is that the number? I, think I, that's I said that number. last week, but I never checked it, and I just I think it was right. I think I read it somewhere, so I'm hoping it's right. But it's somewhere in that number, it's between. Sure. Between six and, and twelve, um, yes, somewhere in there. Anyways, not many games, and I'm interested. One eighty-two. <laughs> I somewhere. My whole. This is how I get through so. life, Mike. Is that I look for the silver linings and things, and if I'm projecting out into the future, just just over the horizon, I'll be that much more interested in a first round Nets v Hornets slobber knocker uh, if I'm watching a big three sort of play their eighth game together. You know, game one. Yeah, I, I mean, the eye rolls you're giving me, Mike. I swear, I'm, I'm going to jump man. through. I'm going to jump through the Zoom call. They're going to get it together. They'll be fine. Can They'll I? Fine. Can I add to the to the anxiety of the moment? Sure. And no one wants me to say this. Oh, if I if I'm trying to have a successful are you, are you gonna, podcast, are you try to, I Are you going to trade Nick Claxton in the, in the next sentence? Is that what's going to happen? Oh well, Is he that... should have been traded. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, I don't agree with that. Um, I'm going to say the thing that people don't want to talk about. And it's a sensitive subject for Nets fans, um, particularly Jeez. Nets fans who exist on Twitter. I'm on pins and needles here. Who probably follow a certain other fan base as well. You know, there's some cross-pollination. It's that the Knicks are good, and it sucks. Oh, who cares? Who cares? Not it even sucks. on my not even on my radar. Yeah, I think it matters for a lot. It's it's been it's the Nets' worst week of the year coincided with this Knicks win streak. 
And people so are the celebrating. Guy, the guy at the laundromat talks to me about the Knicks. That's it. That's the only time that I hear about it in my day to day. That's the only time. Which you know, he's a very nice guy, and so I, I'm I'm kind to. Of, I don't I don't try to tear him down for his Knicks fandom. Right. He's he's elderly. No, I I. It's a little concerning. I'm a man of narratives. I believe in momentum. I believe in karma. And not that the Knicks should have any karma. I'm not saying that. But this is kind of like, you know, everyone talks about this is these this homegrown Knicks team. I don't know. You guys bought Julius Randle like a free agent, like the Nets got Kevin Durant. It's not like Julius Randle was drafted and matured under the tutelage of Red Holtzman, mm. former Knicks head coach. No, it's you guys signed him in free agency. You traded... For Derrick Rose, you signed Taj Gibson, another guy who's playing a lot of minutes. You signed Nerlens Noel. Mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett is leading your team, and Emmanuel quickly was drafted. That's that is those exist. This Knicks team isn't as homegrown. But I'll say the homegrown inness is sort of like in the D'Angelo Russell kind of way that we were homegrown. Yes, we traded for him, but like he only got good under our watch. And I, in that way, I can see yeah. it. But but this isn't yeah, a friggin' Knicks podcast. I'm not going to talk about Julius Randle's growth. Okay. I know. That's I just I think here. that's just what's adding to some of the anxiety for some people is that the <laughs> Nets have had this kind of wonky week while the the Knicks are ascendant. Um, but the, we've had some good news. We have well, let's do some good news. Great. How about this? We'll yeah. take a quick break and oh, we'll okay. do good news. It's a new segment called Good News coming up. Great. All right. So a couple of good things have been developing, and we may just may just be in a in a valley. You know, Bitcoin is down pretty dramatically recently, uh, particularly at a time when I put a bunch of money in Bitcoin. Are you okay? You did, did you? You went in. Put a little bit of (laughs) little cashola. I spent a weekend with my brother who has a- Say no more. A healthy amount in the market, in the Bitcoin market. And he was like, just hearing him talk about it, I was like, where am I? It's time. Time to go all in. Um, so I got to get in early on this Bitcoin thing everyone, my brother's talking about. <laughs> so I did the most dramatic and dumb thing. I have like, this isn't, trust me, when Is I'm this talking a flex? about this. Is, you to flex? I'm flexing. No, I don't have like, when I say I had shares of something, it wasn't like I was like Warren Buffett over here. Mm-hmm. But I had some Spotify, I had some Disney and Netflix, and I was like, those are, that's old media now. That's yeah. old media. I'm going to get out of that game, get into Bitcoin. Yeah, that's blue that chip. Dumb. Forget that. Yeah. But I support Bitcoin. Just trust me. Uh, how's, that, how's that Disney stock doing? Is that going well for you? It was doing well. Yeah. <laughs> it was making me money, uh, and I sold it. Wow. You know me. I can't. I can't have anything good. But the Nets are 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 trending in the right direction. So Kevin Durant's left thigh contusion. Uh, he's been listed as questionable for the game against Boston. That's exciting news, dude. This is the most abundance of caution injury i've ever seen this this bit like knee to knee on the thigh are you kidding me like he can played we, can he we played discuss three what extra minutes is it's a, it's, a, bruise. it's a bruise it's a bruise i mean it hurts don't get me wrong a charlie hurts sucks you know i've been i've been there i've i've been i went to summer camp i got i got my my fair share of dead legs but you know it didn't it's still still playing the softball game that night you know so you're saying you're tougher than kevin durant uh, I'm not record. saying he should play. I'm, it's my whole thing is that the abundance of caution is is fair, but it's not something that like I'm not. Like, this is why everyone's all like, people are so agitated at it, every little thing, and I get it. Don't worry. Like <laughs> we've got these Ferraris here, and they're very fragile. You don't want to crash them. Um, and we've got a couple dings on our on our on the Rari. Um, yeah, and that's scary. Ferraris in a garage who happen to come out of a driveway that is a steep drop off, and they always get dinged for some reason when they come right out of the garage. <laughs> 
Okay, <laughs> it's get like it's too the, much. Yeah, it's like when it, you know the we, James Harden thing is too much. It's too much. The, he was practicing. He was nearly back, and he strains his hamstring again, and it's terrifying. I need to know. I really need to know if this was the NBA of just five years ago, if these guys would be playing or not. I know Nash has used the line, and I've liked the line. If it was the playoffs, he had said at one point Harden would have been playing. He said at one point Durant would have been playing. This was a while back. I don't know about Harden's latest thing. It's it's it just continues with the Nets where it's like this is a li- it's it, like how much do we assess their conservatism when it comes to injuries versus how injured these guys actually are? We know Durant's injury is a bruise, so I'm not that concerned. Harden, I don't know how to feel. Frankly, don't know how to feel. About I mean, it. I don't know how to feel, but tell you know, me, I, guide I, me, shaman I, me. Yeah, I mean, I do a breathing Landry exercise. Shaman I, me. I push the feelings down the feeling hole, and then mm-hmm. just do a couple of breathing exercises and and keep it moving. You know, because well, I don't have an answer for you. If that's if what you're looking for, it's a miss. But this is classic Nets. I mean, they've done this for years now, um, and it's just now it's actually like driving everyone truly insane because we're good and it matters. Um, but them being murky. I don't know what the, what's a good euphemism for just being unclear and shady about um, unclear and shady about injuries Murky? of all kinds. Yeah, Murky, yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. <laughs> the being, exact word you began with, yeah. Yeah, they're murky about the injury reports, and it's it's just triggering. But this is part of their whole deal. Um, does any other team do this as to the extent that the Nets do? That does like yeah. I think everyone, a lot of, a lot everyone of does this, do this now, now, right? I feel like this is like the new norm. It's like you just don't tell anybody anything. Yeah, it just doesn't – there's no benefit to it. I mean, I mean, honestly, we have, you know, conversations that I don't talk about. I would never ta- tell anybody the things that we say to each other in private. So that, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> like the one we had on the phone earlier? Yeah, um, exactly. About the, 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 the pre-production meeting with the coin toss, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. um, the playoffs start May 22nd. Today is April 23rd. That's less than a month. If, wait, let me get my calendar. Yeah, that's less than a month, Brian. Um, so – Duran is maybe going to come back soon, very soon. We don't know about Harden. Kyrie has been playing. Kyrie is, frankly, the Nets MVP this season because he's played basketball games. Um, what would make you feel good in terms of – I was a little worried about Durant when he came back from his injury. He still looked – obviously, he was super efficient offensively, but I thought I still felt there was a, <laughs> you a, would. You a would. sense of – Oh, my gosh. You freaking would. It's like he's on a tightrope. Yeah. You know? Uh, or it's like you swimming through mur- murky waters. You ever swim through water that's pretty murky? I, it's scary. I try not to. That's not something I I want to. I do it every day. <laughs> Just test, go, test the body. You got a pond in the back or something? I go to the Gowanus <laughs> Canal, dive in. Mike, Just... stop pretending like you live in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows you're lying. Um, are you worried at all that when Durant does come off of this little injury, do you have faith that he will be what he needs to be? I mean, I'll say it again from the from the top from the rooftops here. I am just generally not that concerned about all these things. Abundance yeah. of caution is what I'm is what I'm. That's what I'm going with because I'm you know I hate that phrase. <laughs> I'm gonna now that I know that it triggers you. You you rest assured you're gonna hear plenty more of abundance of caution. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. Anyways, I, I guess I know that I'm like underplaying the hardened the hard the hardened thing is its own sort of beast. Uh, that I'm trying very hard to like suppress my my true emotions about because that one the timing of it isn't great and basically it sounds like they're not going to have him play any more regular season at all and just go into the playoffs which is to your point a pretty wild notion 
Um, it's a pretty wild notion. Yeah, it's pretty wild. But again, I, if I'm going to go benefits here, and this was the good news segment, so I apologize <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> forgot who's about preparing. that. Yeah. Um, I will say this again. I I saw what it was like when KD and Kyrie played together, and then when Harden came in, I I saw what it was like. And these guys are sharing the ball. They're fitting together. They're learning. They are so talented that they do have maybe the ability of so few teams, which is that they can bring it all together in the playoffs without much of a runway. And the playoffs actually, they'll have more practice time than they've ever had in the season during the playoffs because the the schedule's stretched out a little bit. Question for you. Yes. Again, I know this is the good good things memes section or whatever, um, but let's just quickly, you know, do play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Worst case scenario, Harden's maybe just sits out the first the first round. Is a KD and Kyrie-led team a – is that steamroll the Hornets and, and or yes. Pacers slash Heat slash whoever? Well, okay. You're going through the teams. It steamrolls the Hornets. It does not steamroll the Heat. Um, the Pacers, eh, I don't know. I, I still think I, – I mean, I think if you have – Kevin Durant and Kyrie, Kevin Durant is healthy, is healthy, healthy. Like, not just like, not that he's like this weird sort of slightly diminished self, that he's that he's fully back. I've never seen this slightly diminished version that you're talking about. The murky waters swimming version. I'm I, a better I, basketball I, scout than you are. I, I, that's just. So that is. And you know, as well as I do, how insane that sounded as soon as it left your mouth. Slightly no. diminished. <laughs> he wasn't, he, he really wasn't peak when he came back because he was still working oh, himself back. Um, if he's peak Durant or what is, he can be peak Durant at this point. Um, yeah, no, I'm not worried. Not did you, really worried did you catch that time. Timberwolves game when he came back? Yeah, but he has a bajillion points in five seconds. He doesn't need he, to move around. Was he, he's got, he could just stand still the entire game and drop and drop 30 in a sleep, sleepwalking. The Grim Reaper. Um, yeah. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, when so, you said so, sleepwalking, I thought of. Grim Reaper looks like it's sleepwalking when it walks. Okay. Hmm. Um, sorry. Um, Good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be worried. But I would be worried if it was the Knicks, but the Knicks are going to play so well. Oh, that... my God, Mike. Stop. You're, now you're trolling with this. The Knicks playing no. so well. You, what is this? What is the this? The Knicks are really good defensively, and you wouldn't want. I'm just saying, like, this This Fragile Knicks... Kevin. These, these. Fragile Kevin. Tips He's of been the out cap. Three games with a bruise. These tips Play of the basketball to a marginally Play above 500 Knicks team is, is getting under it's getting under our skin. And I'm speaking for everybody else, okay? All of our skins. I would like people to play basketball. I'm not <laughs> like, Lionel Hollins like here. New York Knicks who are playing I would like, at high I would, level. Yeah, Day I would. <laughs> I want them to play basketball. I would like Kevin Durant to be back on the court so I know what the Nets are going to be. That's what I, I understand. understand. I understand. I want to see James Harden on the court. Remember, James Harden was going to be the MVP of the National Basketball Association. Did you catch any of the uh, Raptors game the other night? No, you missed yeah. it. Yeah, no, I watched some of it. Yeah, yeah. you watched it. You watched it. Yeah, um, it sucked. Yeah, it really did suck. It was really annoying, and uh, <laughs> it reminded me of just how um, annoying the Raptors are. I don't have anything interesting to say about it because I don't think it was like a. Yeah, you know, they. Su- I. They. Yeah. You know. I. Every time I don't see them play. Yeah. And they lose games. I'm like, oh, they wouldn't be that bad to, to play in the first round or whatever it would be. And then I, I see a game. I'm like, they would suck to play yeah. because they're just annoying and they have a bunch of lanky, sort of aggressive defenders. 
Um, and also a little pit bull defense. Like, like the Fred, yeah. I mean, this is a very like sports radio guy take, but how about that Fred Van Vliet? You know, who who wouldn't want them some Fred Van Vliet at this point? Almost was a New York Nick. Yeah. Could have been a New York. Could have been. Could have been. Could have put them over the top for your New York Knicks, Mike. <laughs> uh, one last thing before we go. Good news segment here. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie. Get ready, Brian. Ready. You've hated Spencer for as long as I can remember, true, but true. Um, he is on his road to recovery, and he one he posted a, a a video of him shooting a basketball and on the court and dribbling shirtless as he often is. Um, Noticed that pull up three which is a pretty impressive shot if you are recovering from your acl so that was on instagram and then he was a part of so this is i'll just read the tweet okay spencer did when he was asked about the status for the playoffs at collision which i'm guessing is some kind of sports conference or some nft safe bet situation this is what did said oh that's a tough one recovery is going great the ramp up to be able to play in a playoff atmosphere is realistic. I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna ask you this question this way, okay? Would it be beneficial for, for Dinwiddie to play in the playoffs if he knows he's gonna be a free agent? Um yeah. I mean I think so, right? I mean <laughs> I agree. Uh, yeah. I mean also As long as the injury risk isn't like crazy right as long as it's not like yeah. a one in four chance that you're going to get re-injured or something you would you would you would assume that all that stuff's been taking i mean but yeah we would assume that all that's been taken care of um yeah i mean i think it definitely does i don't because otherwise like i mean his his situation presently without seeing any more of him playing is actually kind of a weird spot um i mean obviously he's going to get a contract that's larger than the option um but i don't know I'm not sure that it's a it's a less of a sure thing, I guess, without getting a little bit of floor time. I mean, that it's like significantly, significantly more. Yeah. If I'm going to be if I'm Spencer's agent at this moment um, and I'm happy to to allow my I'll, I will represent you. I'm, I'm, I don't know what you need to become an agent. Like, is there a, an agent's exam? You can, you can just call yourself an agent right now. You don't even have to make clients. You are a sports agent. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. And entertainment, too. I don't want to just pigeonhole myself. <laughs> my, my, my apologies. Yeah. Um, so if I'm Spencer, if I'm now your agent, one, I would say yes, play. Because even if you don't look great, you can always use the excuse, oh, I'm coming back from injury. You know, that's you know that's mm. fine. And now I'm progressing. I show that I can play. I can play on the floor. Even if you don't look great, that's fine. Two, um, there's a chance you look good. And you're playing in a title. And you're getting minutes. And every guy who ends up winning a... a you know, an NBA final, they usually get a boost in pay the next year if they're a free agent because teams mm-hmm. want, they want the ring, they want the cachet, they want to bring in that championship culture that yeah. Dinwiddie could bring. Um, I think you, I think if you can play, you play. Like, if I'm Dinwiddie, I don't just sit out, just be like, eh, I don't want to, like, why would I re-enter myself and get, it'd take a lot to get back in the flow of things. Play basketball. And contribute and get 20 minutes a game for a team that may win the NBA championship. That's an extremely amazing advertisement. You know, like I think about, you know, there's like the high school kids who either go to Duke or North Carolina or whatever, or they go for the G League Ignite. The G League Ignite's the, you know, the high school team that they, the super high school team that basically created for these young prospects that they get paid and they don't go to college and they can then go to the draft. 
I, I still think the whole marketing aspect of going to a Duke or North Carolina is better than being in the G League, but the G League, they pay you. It's sort of similar. It's like with Dinwiddie, the marketing, the exposure aspect of playing in the NBA playoffs for a two seed or a one seed is going to be better than just being like, I'm just, co- I'm going to coast mm-hmm. and I'm going to be, you know, what the term fully healthy or fully prepared for the next season. Yeah. Also, if you're healthy, play. I'll see that he's definitely setting himself up to like kind of have to play because now he's going to get, <laughs> <laughs> now he's been talking about hitting those playoffs um, pretty widely and openly. <laughs> and if you miss it, that seems <laughs> not as good. Yeah. It would yeah. be a weird look to be like, eh, yeah. now I don't want to play. <laughs> yeah, like, or, dude, you've been, yeah. you've been literally talking about coming back the second you've mm-hmm. got hurt. Um, So let me ask you this, Brian. Oh, okay. How much, let's say Dinwiddie is, 85% of what he was. I don't know what, whatever, what, what, whatever percentage you feel comfortable with. 86%. Um, 87%. Would you, how much does he increase the Nets chances? How much does he raise the ceiling? How much does he help the Nets in their current situation? If he's like a 15 to 20 minute, a game guy, I'm going to say a lot. If he, if he's like, and, and I'm going to boost it up to just like, you know, he's, He's back to normal. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, maybe it'll take a couple games for him to get it. Spencer to my eyes, just like a guy who just, just gets right back in the competitive flow pretty quickly. But I mean, who knows? Maybe the, maybe, yeah, well, let's assume there's some rust that you have to knock off. If he's coming in there and supplanting those TLC minutes, which, you know, no disrespect, but he's been having a rough couple months here. Um, and that's, you know, that's been hard at times for everybody. Um, you know, friend of the show. So this is not, this is no dogging. I think everybody's been, you know, I, I it's not going to be news to him that the shots. I haven't off. seen a Frenchman have such a rough few months since Bonaparte was on that Island. Wow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bazing. Um, <laughs> what Island? What is this? What was the Island? Remember he was like, he was Did he get like, sent to he an he Island. Exiled. Yeah. I forget what this. Yeah. Crack that history. And then I think he came back. Um, right. But yeah. So anyways, TLC's minutes. Didn't he die of like some, some like like some strange disease. You know, I have a weird blind spot for Napoleon. I don't like of all the historical figures. Like, <laughs> just I never cared. Doing. Something about him. It's like I I don't yeah, I don't know why. I have a warm spot for him. I can you go have a blind spot. I, can I have go a warm spot. heavy on Attila the Hun. You know, or is that right? Yeah, heavy. I mean, I know I have a couple of sentences I could say. You know, give, give me your Attila. The <laughs> one, Hun here's text. one sentence. Misunderstood. <laughs> well, he was part of a program that they had back in ancient Rome. <laughs> Where, you are going for misunderstood. Where he, um, they would like trade like uh, dictators briefly to like learn each other's languages and cultures and stuff like that. So he lived in Rome for uh, a while before before um, all those shenanigans. But anyways, uh, that's my one Attila the Hun thing. Um, he was exiled. To, Napoleon was exiled to the island of Elba, Idris Elba. That's mm. where he was. He was Idris Elba as an actor. I, yeah, he. <laughs> And then he uh, he was then exiled to uh, a remote island of St. Helena. A double exile. Double Atlantic. exile. And then he died at the age of 51. That was, I mean, that's that's not terrible for back then. Napoleon was actually 6'4". Most people don't. Huh. Just kidding. Neat. Just kidding. Neat. Um, I don't even know what the hell I was talking about. What, what were we talking about before all this? Spencer Dinwiddie coming back. 
Oh, yeah. So supplanting some of those minutes, I think that instantly is a, is a pretty big upgrade just for how he's been playing lately. So no, again, no disrespect to DLC, but it's been a little bit, the offense has been off, Mike. I think we can all agree on that. Um, and the defense has been off a little bit too. Um, so anyways, if you immediately just like, you know, do a little replacement here for, you know, some of those dicier playoff matchups, um, I think that that's a big improvement. Yeah, and I think that's the TLC is that's the spot that you have to look at. Um, Shaman's been playing really well. Dude, like, Sh- Shaman-, Shaman might be like breaking out. Uh, this is like, <laughs> is it like is that happening? I mean, so young, he's only like 23, 24, right? And we can do this bit again, but like Sean Marks, I mean, Sadiq Bay is going to have a better career long term than Shaman. I, I th- I'm I not think, ready but- to go all in on that. I mean, based on yeah, this, Shaman's bl- great. This last you know stretch here, it's I've I've seen things that I I mean I, I criticized him pretty early on in the season for me and like stop trying to do other things. You can't do them, and then now all of a sudden he can do other things. So and I was always supportive of him doing other things, Brian. This is not true, and this is revisionist history. You're Lou Pearlman telling Justin Timberlake to just stay in NSYNC, and I'm Jessica Biel saying you should act. You should go, go you be should in break Black, out on Black your own. Snake Moon. Oh, yeah. What that was a movie. Good, that was a good one. Um, who was the actress in that? Christina Ricci. What a name. She, um, the only reason that that's so on the tip of my tongue is because yeah. she's from she, – she was on a soccer team with my older sister. What? Yeah. Yep. I know. I know. From the town. Jer- <laughs> Jersey girl. Jersey girl like Christina Ricci. Um, all right, let's wrap up. Let's finish up. <laughs> okay. But let's I'll 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 put a cap on the, the on the Dinwiddie point. Cause obviously he's not like I, I don't even think in the playoffs the, the the backup point guard isn't gonna exist. It's either gonna be Kyrie Irving or Harden out there at all times. There may be even some minutes where it's like Durant and he just has the ball. And then you're gonna put Joe in there for thirty two minutes. Shamit's gonna get his twenty, twenty five, whatever. Dinwiddie, where he fits in, is actually wing defender guy. He becomes sort of like you throw him on to guard the other team's guards or small forwards, and he becomes the second ball handler on those bench units next to Harden or next to Irving or next to Durant. And it's just like another amazing piece for the Nets to throw in. I think I mean I think it would be huge. Mm-hmm. I think it would be huge if they got him huge. back. It is. It's a, hu- it's a massive upgrade. Massive upgrade. Um, thank you so much for listening. Oh, wow. That's it, huh? We're done? This yeah. was the 30 guys. on the DOT. Um, uh, we'll be back in yours as soon as possible. Sorry we did a Friday pod. It's my fault. I'm the, I was Mike's the been delay. working hard. Mike's been putting in long hours, grinding. Yeah. Rise and grind. Rise and grind. Um, check us out on the island of Elba and also the remote island of St. Helena. We're really big there. Um, and thank you all for listening. Thanks everybody. Oh, five stars. We want to, we need them. Have to have them. Haven't had one in a while. Would love one.